Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, project meeting reporting, part one. Here we go. You'd say that um, at Manager Tools and Career Tools, we love projects. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? And yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, effective managers are really good at managing projects, right? Projects provide a focus and attention on things where they're often not regular responsibilities, right? They're, they're different. Yeah. Okay, so we're not saying that projects are more important per se. I mean, no, do, no, yeah. No. I mean, we do think that more important stuffs get put into project format, though, right? I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of typical. But nevertheless, in the modern kind of less formal organizations, projects are going to be the how more and more work, and particularly important work, is done. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we we like projects because they're prevalent. Because they work, if you can manage them, it's not hard to know how to manage them. It is different than most routine work. There is certainly a better body of knowledge about it. Uh, we disagree with some of that body of knowledge, but for the most part, there's a there's a healthy discussion to its credit, led by the IT and software development world, because they started bringing projects that were very complex and long-term and multi-dependencies and so on down to the lowest levels of the organization. It used to be these kinds of projects that were had thousands of tasks and took a year or 18 months only happened at the top of the organization. And the people that actually did the work were very far removed from them, but that's not true anymore. Yeah. Well, let me ask a question though. Okay. I think most people understand projects are important. There is this huge body of knowledge out there relative to how to do projects successfully. So why aren't we all a lot better at managing projects? Well, that's easy because the word management is in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's no question. Project management skills are some of the most important operational skills that effective managers have. We're not going to put it above knowing your people and giving feedback and those kind of things, but Too many of us don't handle projects well. We're too afraid to hold people accountable. This is a huge problem. We're too willing to be understanding. We're willing to accept delays early, I think, because people think that's okay because, oh, there's slack in the system or something. There's time to catch up. That's it. Yeah. But, but right. Those of us with project experience would say, no, it's just, that's not true. It may seem that way, but, and you know, after 20 projects, you're like, okay, I, I've learned the lesson. Yeah, early delays pretend later failures. There's no, no question about it. So one thing we can do is be more effective at teaching our directs and handling ourselves reporting on the project. Uh, this is something that gets overlooked a lot. This is not a meeting management technique. It is a way to teach your directs how to be more efficient, and therefore, when it comes to reporting on this, more effective regarding talking about status of projects, uh, particularly in a project status meeting, for instance. It's simple, but it is a great tool which will improve your consistency when it comes to to working on projects. Good. What are the major points we're going to cover today? Okay, five key points. Number one, the big mistake that managers make is that they 
are happy with hearing about progress and progress is not important to a project. What's important is deliverables. So number one, we want deliverables. We want the discussion to be about deliverables, about deadlines, about tasks, rather than about progress. Just think about it, folks. Think about the meetings you've been to when you say, okay, give me an update on project X. And they say, well, we did this this week or this happened, or, you know, we're doing, we're working on this and we haven't heard back from that and so on. Those are all progress-based statements, and they're not effective for the effective project manager. The effective project manager wants to know, first, what the status is. And by the way, if they don't give you the status first, it means their status is not green. <laughs> you think? Yeah. So point two is we always ask for status first. Point three, don't allow stories about progress or updates or general overviews. You just have to stop them. When people start, say, no, stop, start over. Okay. Number four, you've got to give feedback or guidance as necessary based on the reporting you're getting. And then lastly, because all reporting is about being more effective in the future, I'm going to say that again, because all reporting is about being more effective in the future, you heard that right, we should expect, we should encourage, we should be ready for, we recommend you be ready for forecasting. In other words, what's going to happen in the future? And you want to be in the next week or two or three or four. And that's an important part of reporting as well. Good. Okay. So let's get right into the heart of the guidance here. I mean, too many of us seem to be ready to hear how things have been going or, you know, frankly, what kind of effort, what people have been doing, right? The effort that's been applied or who's been making what headway, all that kind of stuff. And that is not what status reporting is about, right? It's not. Yeah. You're not going to be successful that way. Not certainly not over the long haul. That's for sure. Right. So what we want are deliverables, not progress. Yep. It's normal for your directs, folks. It's normal. If I were your direct, it'd be normal for me to want to talk about the work we've done. In fact, most people, when you think about it, focus on their work, the work that they've done. Hey, a project reporting that I, I'd be willing to bet you, if you ask people true or false, when you go to a project meeting and you're supposed to report about things, do you assume that you're going to be talking about the work you've done? And everybody would just look at you like, yeah, why? (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. Any other true or false? Yes. The sky is up. Yes. True. (laughs) The world is round. Okay. Yes. True. This is a dumb quiz, right? That's what people do. They focus on their work rather than, and here's the distinction, the results of their work. In fact, I'm just going to take a step aside here for just a second and say, if you can start this process with your team, folks, and you can teach them to focus on the results of their work rather than their work, their results will improve. As long as we allow people to focus on effort rather than accomplishment, we're sending the wrong message. And in fact, encouraging people sometimes to do a lot of things, even though they know they won't get results. They know it. I know. that's That's been my experience as well. The guidance we're sharing here is as much about teaching your directs to not report on their effort, but rather on results as it is on running your project meetings. We want your directs to start understanding and and perhaps yours do. And if so, great. And if you taught them even greater, even more awesomer. Okay. But this is a fundamental distinction about work. Am I getting paid for the work I do or the results of my effort? And anybody, any executive, any 
reasonably intelligent thinker will say, you don't get paid for your work. You get paid for your results. And the distinction we make, it's the easiest distinction in the world, folks, is if somebody else engages in the same work as you do and works hard with a great attitude and produces lousy results, they're going to get fired at some point. So we don't want to base our report cards, our reporting on effort, on activity. We want to focus on results or accomplishment. But results or accomplishment are black and white. Effort and activity are not. And so we elide the two. We make effort into results. And it's just not so. And I have to tell you, this is, for some of you, this is going to be one of those aha moments in manager tools when you go, oh my gosh, they're right. It's not about work. It's about results. And I've been allowing people to tell me what work they did. And if I start getting people to report on the things that are important, which is not work, but results, I think over time, they'll gradually change their behavior and focus more on results. And the answer is you'd be totally, completely right. The simplest way to change your behavior towards more effectiveness when it comes to a project is to focus on results versus activity. You could say deliverables versus effort objective versus subjective or outcome versus actions. Yeah. This is so important. We, we boiled it down here to talk about project reporting, but I have to say that for many, many managers and executives, we know the difference between the executive and the manager is the manager is focusing on activity and the executive is focusing on result. Part of that comes from having too much to do as an executive and knowing I can't tell everybody all the things I'm doing. That would be silly. I've got to, I don't have time to tell them everything I've been doing. I got to focus on something, which is the results of what I've been doing. That's part of it. But I think um, folks who certainly uh, either junior managers or uh, I guess there's some executives who do this as well. And it's, it's sad, but the fact is that people want to feel accomplished. They want to feel successful. And if they have a project or they have a deliverable and they haven't met that deliverable, they still want to feel like, they were doing something. So they want to talk about their activities versus the result. The result is black and white. I either did it or I didn't. And if you're lacking some confidence, that's a difficult thing to do. So people obfuscate, right? <laughs> they want to talk yeah. about their activities to prove somehow that they're yeah. trying, that they're working hard at it. I failed, but I'm working hard. Yeah, almost everybody could talk about the work they've done, right? They made a phone call. They sent an email. They set up a meeting. They tried to set up a meeting. They reached out to a vendor. They expressed frustration with someone who owned a liberal. And by the way, when somebody tells you in a project meeting, I expressed my frustration to them, they probably really didn't. They were feeling frustrated, but they softened and said, hey, guys, I really need your help on this. That's not expressing frustration. Expressing frustration is, guys, I'm frustrated. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And nobody does that. Almost nobody does that. Your directs or your project team members want credit for what they've done because it is subjective, because it is not purely measurable. On the other hand, it is linked to outcome. Certainly, effort is linked to outcome. Activity is linked to, uh, to results because if there was no activity, there wouldn't be results. But they are two different things, and the distinction is enormous. Think of it this way. I've used this example before, and, and I'm surprised more people don't ask me about it at conferences and so on. Imagine that your CEO, after a product launch that ended up going poorly, in other words, the product got launched, not the internal product launch, but in the marketplace, the product is not well received. And your CEO said to the market or in a press release or something, well, 
We know you're not excited about it, folks, but we had hoped you'd give us money for our effort on this project, on this product. <laughs> that, that'll work. Yeah, it's farcical, right? And, and look, folks, you can't engage in behavior X all the time internally and then expect to be rewarded for behavior Y in the marketplace. Your company is a fairly aligned machine in that if you are producing bad outcomes, then there's bad activities. I don't mean bad in the moral sense, but there's inefficient, ineffective activities happening internally. You can't ask the world to reward you for anything other than something that creates value for them in an efficient way. And the only way that can be true is if you behave efficiently internally. Yes, there are exceptions, of course, where people say, oh my gosh, it was a forced march and it was awful and it was tough. We'll, we'll talk about that. But if your company couldn't do it in the marketplace, you ought not to be doing it in your small corner of the kingdom there managing you and your team. Yep. So any project manager listening to effort rather than results is essentially sending a message that if you work hard, it's going to be okay. And look, we want hard work, but only because hard work is the predecessor or precursor to outstanding results. What we really want is outstanding results, and we're willing to tolerate listening to the hard work that gets us there. But you can teach people to communicate differently and to communicate about results rather than the work. Exactly. Now, one thing both you and I have learned over a lifetime of doing this kind of stuff is one thing managers can do that's very simple at a project status meeting. That's simply asking somebody to report on project or deliverable status immediately. The first thing first. they say before anything yeah. else, are you red, yellow, or green? And it's amazing how much focus that puts on our previous point, deliverables. Yeah. Did I deliver it or did I not? Or am I on track or not? I'll give you a manager tools analogy. A number of years ago, we put out a podcast called uh, the interview results capture meeting. And I've probably heard from a couple of hundred people over the course of the last couple of years. Wow. I did it your way. It was unbelievable how good it worked. And in the interview results capture meeting, we say this, if Mike and I are interviewing somebody for our company, and let's say it's a person working, going to go, go to work for Mike, we both interview. And when we come together, there is a way to talk about the interviews and our process. When Mike asks me for my input, our guidance says, I have to start with a higher and not higher decision immediately. And then I followed up with, here are the things that I saw or heard, behaviors that support that in these particular areas. So by the way, folks, if you haven't listened to that cast and you're thinking about interviewing, you need to listen to it. It's important. The point of that is we talk about the result we were shooting for first. What Horseman has to do when he's interviewing somebody, if, if I'm interviewing for Mike, a position that's going to go to work for Mike, I have to ask myself, would I, would I not hire this person? And no one wants to do this. Everyone in interviewing wants to talk about their experience with the person. And this is a case of wanting to talk about activity rather than results. If I can't contribute a higher or not higher decision, I ought not to be interviewing. Frankly, I've seen it happen. Too many hires didn't happen that could have, that were a good fit in, in my experience. And I've interviewed a lot of people because one person who really didn't have any skin in the game was just talking to the person. And because they're not invested, because they don't have to make a decision, 
they end up just chatting about, well, it's this or it's that. And if they're not really happy with the person, and frankly, you're not going to be really happy with a person unless, unless you really dig through an interview and somebody who's interviewing sort of casually is not going to dig through the interview, they're going to end up much more likely saying no, which is, which is terrible. We have to focus on result first. So we've got to learn this, that when you communicate, that you communicate what's most important first. Yeah. Okay. We want to be approachable. We want to be understanding that that's all good. And you, folks, we'll say it again. You can be demanding and a sweetheart of a boss. You can be a nice person. Not that your directs will ever think of you as a nice person. Sorry, folks. I think we've said this before on air. We say it at conferences every time. Your directs do not think of you as a nice person. The fact that you are a nice person, most of you out there, doesn't change the fact your directs won't think of you that way. Your directs think of you as the boss. You might, in fact, then also be a nice person, but you'll always be the boss first. But look, it's great to be approachable and understanding, but it's entirely possible to be approachable understanding, and completely and utterly inflexible about focusing on results. And you could be polite and kind and say, uh, I'm sorry, would you start over again and start with results, please? Start with uh, deliverables. Start with status, red, amber, green. Thank you. Okay. And you could do, a, a, um, yeah, I was about to say, Mike, I'm funny. I was about to say steady drum beat because of course we, mm. we have another cast coming out about the drum beat meeting. I'm always amazed that People don't know why things go much more slowly than, than they could in meetings and, or in projects. And part of it is because of delays in terms of the difference between the work being done and it being reported and other actions being taken. And so we teach something called the drumbeat meeting, right? No emails, please. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. If what we want is results, we oughtn't allow effort to be what's communicated first. Now, now look, the first time you're going to say to a direct, please, would you do that again? You don't have to cut them off. You don't have to be rude. You can just say, please, can we do this a little bit differently? Hey, guys, I'd like to focus on this going forward. When we report on project status, when we're talking about projects, and frankly, folks, if you do this often enough, it will leak over into regular day-to-day work, routine work, and so on. You're going to start getting more of this kind of behavior from day-to-day work, which is even better. But look, What you ask is, please start out by telling me what your status is. If somebody is briefing you on one task, the statement is either it's done or it's not done. Okay. Now you can use different words. You don't have to say red, yellow, green, or red, amber, green. If you don't want to, that's okay. But the first sentence, the first phrase, the first few words out of somebody's mouth has to be the status. Is it done or not done? Or in the case of a project, let's say we're doing a five project review here in a two hour weekly project meeting. If I'm the project manager and I'm reporting to Mike, the first thing I say is we're red, we're amber, we're green. That's the first thing I say. And and by the way, for the person who wrote me a few months ago, what I mean is we're either red or we're amber or we're green. I don't mean you would say all three. Now, look, is it okay to hear about somebody's effort? Sure, of course it is. It's totally fine. We're going to allow the people, we're going to allow our directs to continue to say the things they're wanting to say now to get credit for their effort activity. We're not going to listen nearly as hard once we hear red or amber probably, right? The effective manager, though, has no problem hearing about how hard a vendor is to deal with or how backed up printing central printing is of the company or how inflexible legal is or how impossible to work with the engineering drawing shop is. I'll never forget that. No, I'm sorry. It takes us weeks to put out drawings. Well, but it's like a 15-minute sketch. I mean, I know enough that I could sketch something out. Yeah, but we've got this process. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's okay to talk about effort and activity. You're not going to tell people, stop telling me what you want to tell me. 
you're going to say, tell me what I want to hear first. And it goes back to interviewing a little bit, right? Think about it. Isn't project status reporting? I know some of you are listening saying interview results capture meeting. Why are we talking about that? Because project status reporting is a form of interviewing people about the work they've done and what the status is. That's exactly what it is. It's, exactly it's, what it it's, is, it's, yeah. it's asking questions or having questions being assumed based on the inter- based on the agenda about what somebody's done and how effective they've been. Yeah, it's too bad it's that way, right? It's, you'd like yeah, to, direct exactly. to be more, more direct and upfront, but sometimes it feels like an interview or detective work. Unfortunately, yeah, and I, I got into a conversation recently. I think it was in Chicago about a month or two ago. I got into a discussion with a guy who said, well, Mark, I really don't agree with verbal project status. I think everybody ought to update the website. I said, yeah, I, look, I'm going to disagree with you, but but only on a matter of form. I think you're right. Everybody should update the, the website. And in fact, it's it's a big plus for me to be able to look at the website at any time and know what status is. But some people don't do it. And more importantly, Hearing somebody talk, knowing somebody out loud is going to have to say, if I work for Mike, I'm red or amber or green, even though the project status dashboard or website or whatever it is or thing on the internet actually shows that is completely different. This is a managerial tool designed to increase effectiveness by causing what amounts to a public interview. And I don't want to take that too far. But you're going to have to stand up and talk about what you did and how well you did it. It's simple as that. And if you think being amber on the website is sufficient reporting, after a fashion, you'd be right. It's good for people to know what you've done and not done. It's good for me to know that I can't do my next step because you haven't done yours and we have a dependency. And you're much more likely in the world that we live in today, Horseman's Ninth Law, Embrace Reality, in the world we live in today, you're much more likely to actually turn that amber into green if you know you have to talk about it in my weekly or biweekly project status meeting. But look, the fact is when people get up and when we are talking about a project meeting, what our directs want to tell us is not what we ideally want to hear. The fact is we're willing to listen to how hard they worked, but what we want to know is not how hard everybody worked, but rather what got done. And trust me, folks, I know you're saying, well, why would I tolerate anybody telling me something I really don't want to hear? Well, you do it every day, all the time. In every conversation you're you're in, people are telling you stuff you don't want to know and you listen because it's polite uh, and because it's a two-way street. What you want to know is what got done. And by the way, if, if it's not true for you, if, the, if what we're saying is not true here about getting everything done or about wanting to hear things that, that have gotten done, beware. Um, your life is going to get much harder as you get more and more responsibilities. So it, it's not effective to allow the second or third most important thing, in other words, activity or effort or frustration or whatever. It's not effective to allow those things to come first. We don't do that with agendas. We don't do that with meetings. We don't do that with most of our work. We put first things first. And when it comes to several people working on a series of tasks together. And that's a, that's a bastardized way of giving my definition of a project, which is, you know, a whole bunch of tasks done by a whole bunch of different people over a period of time. That means status has to come first. Status is the most important thing. Is that thing done or not done? I mean, if it wasn't, then we could have everything not done, but we could crow, we could cheer, we could be excited about. We're 90% of the way on every one of our tasks. None of them are done, but we're 90% of the way there. If every single task in your project is 90% done, but none of them are done, you show 0% completion on that task, on that project. And, And I don't know why people think that 
doing almost everything is good. Maybe it's the fear of, you know, being amber or red or, or failure that we crow about the 90%. But it's a process that you have to take your team through to say, no, wait, please start again. I'm so sorry. This is just how I listen. This is a, this is a phrase I use a lot. I'm sorry. Would you do that one more time for me? How I listen is I need to hear X first. Maggie would probably listen to this cast and go, yes, that's right. Maggie <laughs> has a, a note on her desk now that says yes. She has two notes. One says yes and one says no. So when I ask her yes or no, <laughs> X, we may get a long pause, but we get a yes or no now. It's, it's really wonderful. And Frankly, if you've got a young aspiring manager working for you folks, you've got to teach them what's important. You can't let them become a manager or even maybe a more senior manager and act as if activity and effort are the most important. You're going to send a message that they're a B-level player and you don't, you don't want that. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Meantime, have a great one. So long.